This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Ooh, if you like ghosts and everything spooky, we've got a treat for you. There is a spooky event tonight, excuse me, at the Lexington. And uh, Darkness Dave joins us now. Dave Schrader, he is the uh, host of the long-running paranormal talk show podcast uh, called... The Paranormal 60. Thank you. And, of course, lead investigator on Travel Channel's hit series, The Holzer Files. And, oh my gosh, and Ghost of Devil's Perch. Welcome, been a while Dave. since I've seen you, Donna. I've had a I lot know. of different things popping in my life. Yeah, yeah. you see that? All the whole list. Dave, Seriously. our first question for you, and we, we go back and forth when we have been studio interviews <laughs> yes. about yeah. how do we want to set the table, what kind of information do we want to get, and rarely do we agree on what we think the first question should be. Mm-hmm. Today we did. Why are you so weird? That's the question. It's, uh, Why are you so into this stuff? Gift. Were you born this way? Yes, Did I literally just... was. I started by having <laughs> visitations from my grandmother after she died when I was only about two and a half, three years old. I believe I that. have no memory of it, but I would tell my mom and aunt, weird things that I knew about my grandmother I shouldn't have known about. And then finally, one day when my mom picked me up from my grandfather's house after spending the night, she goes, honey, remember, grandma's in heaven now. And I said, I know, and she misses us. And she's funny. She has this brown dress with polka dots, and she doesn't have all of her teeth when she's reading to me. So my mom brought it up to my aunt, and my aunt said, uh, Terry, that's the dress we buried her in, and we <gasps> removed her false teeth for burial. That oh, is Yeah, because she'd been buried in a closed casket. So my grandfather told my aunt go get a dress for your mother my aunt picked up the dress brought it to my grandfather who brought it to the mortician nobody else knows what she wears except for me and the people that were there for the would, burial. would you call this having the shine <laughs> you know from like yeah, the, shining. the shining you got the shine no because i i don't know you know I, I always say i'm not a medium uh i i don't have that innate ability but with that i've also seen ghosts heard ghosts have communicated with spirits so i guess in a way i'm sensitive to these places and and i have a lot of weird activity that takes place around me do you get scared much when you're when if when you're having these encounters that you've experienced Mm -hmm. or does then do you get fearful when you're in the hotel room and you close the door you're like oh crap they know i'm here no i i go to places to try to have activity like if I'm sitting in my underwear watching a Vikes game, eating Cheetos <laughs> like one does, and a ghost walks in, I would be, have a different reaction because I'm not expecting it. Yeah. But when I go to a haunted location, I'm I'm kind of it's like, do you get surprised by the bears and the you know the the lions at the zoo? No, you're there for that experience. Sure. If one jumped out of the pen, it's a different feeling, right? <laughs> right. So. Now let me ask you this: Is every experience like when there's a spirit or a quote unquote ghost? Mm-hmm. 
do are we to assume that that means that that spirit is trapped somewhere or is it just energy a spirit that just lives on someone's soul living on like what is your take there are so many different theories. People want to pigeonhole what is a ghost and say, oh, you die, your, your spirit lifts out of your body. You can either choose to go to heaven, hell, or wander the earth aimlessly. I don't think it's that simple. I think there's many different varieties. There are spirits that do choose to stay here, whether it's because they were brought up religiously and thought maybe they would face something much worse if they had to pass through the light into mm. you know judgment, uh, which is sad. I don't think that's what happens at all. Um, or we have things that are called time slip phenomena. And this is one of my favorite things. Uh, we had a, a listener of our show contact me once. He was explain this to me. My grandparents bought a cornfield. No war zone, no ancient Indian burial grounds, just an old cornfield. They built their house, lived there for almost 40 years. Nobody died. Nothing bad happened. One day, Grandma's sitting in her chair watching Jeopardy in the middle of the afternoon. Three shadow figures walk in in front of her and stop, look at her, and run out of the room. A year later, my grandmother dies. A year after that, me and my two buddies stop by to visit my grandfather, and we walk in the living room and sitting in the chair is my grandmother looking at us. And we stopped and looked at her and looked at each other and ran out of the room. And then I said, wait a minute. <gasps> this is exactly what my grandmother saw. Whoa. So who is haunting who in that moment? It's kind of like Nicole Kidman's The Others. Right, right. Oh, right? So I think there's a, a, a variety of different types of hauntings that exist. What's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you on a hunt, a ghost hunt? Um. That's like where tough. it really well most impactful you. legitimately was when i filmed my very first episode of the holzer files for travel channel um we were at the whaley house in san diego and i didn't know what depths there were left to plumb it's been on every paranormal show under the sun we found some cool things that nobody had talked about including they always think that the whaleys are the ones haunting the house we actually uncovered the original diaries and letters between mr and mrs whaley writing and talking about the haunting while they live there <sighs> So that was pretty neat. But at one point, we were standing underneath this archway where it used to be the gallows. This guy bought this plot of property because it was tainted. They used to have a gallows there and hang the criminals. And he bought the property for nothing. This place is nutty haunted. So we're standing underneath the gallows, and we hear what sounds like a gunshot go off in the house. Oh my God. And the two other investigators, Cindy Kaza and, and uh, Shane Pittman, and I jumped, and I played my recording back to see if we caught it. And I'm kind of challenging this one spirit. And uh, all of a sudden, I get hit from the side so hard. Uh. I go up into the air, and I hit Shane and hit the ground. What? And I thought one of the cameramen had come around me because it's dark. When you guys are watching those shows on TV right. and it's all it's, green, you have a false perspective of thinking. It's you, you're seeing nothing. I'm seeing very little. Very little, right? sure. So I thought a cameraman had come around to get a shot and tripped over the carpet and hit me. That's how heavy it was. Oh, And when I God. hit the ground and I turn around, I half expect to see somebody there, and you see this look on my face when I turn back around. Nobody's it's there. It's just like what you know wow. so that was one of the most weird ones to process and here i am three four years on and i still the experience happened to me and i feel almost out of body about it like i watched it on tv and it didn't happen to me wow yeah that yeah. is crazy what's going on tonight yeah what's happening at the lexington yeah. well the lexington is haunted oh. and they are very cool about it here you've got this classy <laughs> cool about it. restaurant well a lot of places like four paws yes. in st paul would not discuss the paranormal Terrifying. for a long time they would not if they caught you in there having dinner and you break out one of your little ghost detectives, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. bump you. You're gone. Yeah. So the Lexington embraces it, and this time of year they have people come in. They had the Twin Cities Paranormal Society. Yes. They had um, them come in and investigate and then do presentations the last two nights at the Lexington. I came in with uh, a friend of mine, uh, Kevin Swanson, who's a big tech guru. 
and this sensitive medium friend of mine, Melissa, who had an experience last year when I did this event, while we were doing our presentation, she had a spirit messing around with her during our presentation. So she said, if you ever go back, I'd like to join you. And I brought her back and the ghosts call her out by name during the investigation. Ah! So it's pretty wild. But we got a chance to investigate. And tonight we're showing the evidence we captured, sharing the stories that we experienced. And uh, I think there's tickets still available. You can come out. It's a couple of drinks, some hors d'oeuvres, and a night of ghost stories. Okay. Where yeah. where do we get tickets? The Lexington? Yeah, if you go to the Lexington website or if you go to my site at darknessevents.com, darknessevents.com, Darkness and just scroll down, okay. you'll see a banner with a ghost drinking a martini. Click on that <laughs> banner, and it'll take you in and show you where you can get tickets for tonight. We'll also link this up for everybody through our page as well. Oh, my god! Final question for Dave. I know we're uh, up against the clock here. By the way, it's 11-11. Make a wish. Um, <laughs> do movies scare you? Any horror movies that you see now, now that you flirt with this stuff in real life and go out looking for it, are you desensitized to all horror movies now? No, like when you, the first Conjuring movie was a really good old fashioned psychological horror movie. That one got me. So did the movie Sinister. Both of those were so well done and Mm -hmm. and I love a good story as opposed to just gore. Yeah, and jump scares all the time. But I also have 11 children and 8 grandchildren, so it takes a lot to scare me at this point. Gosh. You have 11 children? Yeah. What's the age range of the children? Um, Well, uh, our youngest is, what, 11, and my oldest is 41. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. What a amazing cool dynamic. Family. 34. Yeah, I'm trying to do the math in my head. paranormal. Time travel. You guys wouldn't understand. It's above radio talk. You know. Understood. Understood. Dave, this is amazing. I hope Thank it's you. a great event tonight. Yeah. And um, uh, Darknessevents.com. Darknessevents.com if you want tickets. Got it. And also, your podcast. Let's give it a plug. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, the Paranormal 60. We're live on YouTube every Monday and Wednesday night. So you can tune in and watch and hear crazy stories. And then if you listen to podcasts, you can find the Paranormal 60 on every audio platform. Awesome. And we have a whole little network. So there's five different shows a week. I'm on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then we've got other three other shows that join us during the week. So you've got a week's worth of weird. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank Dave you. Schrader. Joining us here Thank in studio. Thank you so much. Uh, com. if you want more info on the event happening tonight at the Lexington. Yeah. When we come back, uh, let's take your calls and we'll read some of your emails, your favorite moments of Chandler or your favorite friends episode as we celebrate the life of uh, Matthew Perry. When we come right back on my talk one Oh seven one. Hey, it's Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You know, talking about end-of-life stuff isn't the most uh, pleasant thing to talk about, but it is something we all should talk about. Both of my parents have told me their wishes for when it's their time, and they both involve a simple cremation. I think you guys all know my mom has already prepaid, pre-planned a simple cremation at Crescent Tide because uh, she heard that uh, simple cremations start at a very affordable price, about $1,000. And that they're good people over there. They're not going to try to trick you into spending more money than you need to. They say they keep things simple, transparent, and affordable. If you want to make additions, a fancier urn, a small visitation, you can do that. And they'll talk you through it. Um, And simple. I think that you get that. Simple cremation is what they do. It is a small family-owned business right here in St. Paul, Lisa and Verlin. Check them out today. Maybe you want to get prepaid and pre-planned like my mom did. Look at their Google reviews. They're great. Crescenttide.com. Hi, welcome back. Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. 
Mike the Big Zamboni is with us as well. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Rocco's going to be joining us. 1130, we're going to play cover story. What's today? Monday? Today's Monday. Oh, yeah, I guess we are. Oh, man. That's great. Donna's <laughs> never won. Maybe I should just coach. Maybe no. I'll be a coach. I <laughs> got the voice. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we. Uh, yeah, this is part of the joy because one of these days, you're, you've had some where you've start, you've gotten a little bit close. It's going to happen at one point. It's going to be incredible. It'll be like when Susan Lucci finally won the Emmy. <laughs> so that thank happens you. I look forward to that at eleven thirty. Um, all this morning, of course, we have been uh, looking back throughout the show on the life of Matthew Perry, who passed away over the weekend at the age of fifty four. Of course, mm. everybody knows him as Chandler Bing from Friends. He went on to find fame in a handful of different movies as well. At one point, he achieved what was his goal to have the number one show on TV and the number one show at the box office. Although if you read his book, and he's very open about all these things, lo and behold, that did not bring him happiness. That did not solve any of the problems for him, all of that success that he had. At different points, he talked about how... And his book is is very... I, I really enjoyed his book. It's very forthright, very open. Well written. Um, you get the comedy that you want from Matthew Perry, but you also just get a real, you know, frankly sobering view of what celebrity and addiction together can look like. Right. And um, he just achieved all of these high highs and fought addiction for so much of his life in an extreme way. I mean, when the book starts and says, I should be dead, that is not an understatement at all. Right. Not yeah. an overstatement is what I mean. Um, so anyway, we are, we've are we got some emails that are coming through. We have not yet heard from his other cast members, the other five main cast members yet. from Friends. Um, and my assumption is maybe they're going to be releasing a statement a altogether. A joint statement, yeah. I think um, that's right. I feel like the, the cast of Full House did this after Bob Saget passed away. Where they yep. all sort of sent out like a united um, message. So obviously a really tough time for them getting that news over the weekend. He passed away in a hot tub um, after playing a couple hours of pickleball on a Saturday morning. Sent his assistant out to run some errands. And when she came back a couple hours later, she found him unresponsive um, in the hot tub. So, so sad. we don't know um, if there were drugs that were involved. There were prescription drugs that were at the property, but um, no illicit drugs that were there or found so we'll wait to see but you just wonder if it look you you wonder if this is the result does a heart give out after that that many years mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. torment well and i think through. it's going to be a while they're saying before we have the actual cause of death but um in the meantime we are um trying to put a positive spin on this the joy that he brought to so many viewers and so many fans so we're taking your favorite chandler moment you could either email the show at uh, donna and steve show at mytalk1071.com you could call us 651-641-1071 i've got one here from beth one of my favorite episodes is when chandler is using rachel's recordings for subconsciously changing habits he decides to try to quit smoking After using the recordings at night, he strolls in Monica and Rachel's apartment with a towel around his body and another wrapped around his hair like a woman would uh, sport towels after a shower. While they're uh, looking at him, he says, oh, my, love the blouse. It's absolutely stunning. He hand his hand gestures and delivery are so spot on. It's much funnier to watch than for me to describe this again is coming from Beth. She also enjoyed his work on the West Wing, which does not get mentioned very often. 
He also had uh, drama chops. I really liked him on Studio 60. Yeah, that show that only lasted one year. Which is a shame because it was good. Bradley Whitford co-starred opposite Matthew Perry on that show. Sarah Paulson, also part of it. By Uh, the way, I want to get to this email from Kaylee. It was a follow-up. So I said the final line in Friends on the series finale, which was watched by 52 million people, by the way. It was Jennifer Aniston saying, should we go get some coffee? And then everybody says, sure. And then as they're walking out, Chandler says, where? You know, because obviously they always go to Central Park. So that gets a funny last laugh. But Kaylee said that last scene is also funny because the crew had already torn down the Central Perk set. Oh, So they really didn't have anywhere to go for coffee. So it was a little bit of an inside inside baseball joke there as well. Very funny. Uh, Susie said that version that we played earlier of uh, the Friends theme song by Stillman on Instagram brought her to tears. That is a really nice tribute there. Faye says that there's an interview with Tom Power on YouTube, and it's a great interview because at the end he says he doesn't want to be remembered for Friends, but rather for helping others with his disease. Here are um, just a few clips. I was perusing through a bunch this morning, but I thought let's uh, remember Matthew Perry by hearing some of him as Chandler Bing. Uh, so we got a few for you right now. Oh, um, that was my bathing suit from high school. I was a little bigger then. Oh, I thought that's what they used to cover Connecticut when it rained. <laughs> hey, anybody know a good tailor? You need some clothes altered? No, no. I'm just looking for a man to draw on me with chalk. (laughs) Why don't you go see Frankie? My family's been going to him forever. He did my first suit when I was 15. No, wait. 16. No. Excuse me. 15. All right, when was 1990? (laughs) Okay, you have to stop the Q-tip when there's resistance. Condoms? You don't know how long we're going to be in here. We may have to repopulate the earth. And condoms are the way to do that. If you're taking a... (laughs) Just a a few little bits there of uh, Chandler being on Friends. Donna, you got to watch it. Uh, Okay. I I wonder how many of the... Let's say, I think they did almost 200 episodes. Um, how many do you think you've seen? How many seasons is that? Ten. Whoa. Um, oh, Joey Lawrence there. <laughs> Whoa. I, maybe I've seen 15. Wow. 20. Wow. I, every listener right now is echoing the same sentiment of like, oh, you are in for such a treat if you haven't watched it. That you should absolutely watch it. Why don't you buy it. me the box set and I could watch it up at the cabin on DVDs? Thanks. Here we go, everybody. Just the latest entry into Donna's book on how to make very, very simple things tough. <laughs> I mean, Donna. I mean, that would be something. Pull it fun. Up that would be something home. fun for me to do at the because at the cabin it's quiet. I'm by myself. Don't kill me. I'm. But except for that armed guard at the door. <laughs> That's right. And the Rottweiler. They still rabid. Yep. Still got those rabies. Yep. Don't forget about the German Shepherd in the garage. <laughs> anyway, that's where I would like to do that, and I don't, I don't have Wi-Fi up there. Okay, I don't have it. 
Look, that's not my problem. What do you think you're better than me? I didn't say I was better than you. Why don't I I look for a cheap... Just freaking watch it on TBS. Why do you got to make everything so hard? I'm going to go to Amazon. 50 bucks. It's real easy. 50 bucks? Yep. Okay. Got it in the cart already. You want me to hit send or order? (laughs) Yeah, Steve, you two chip in for my birthday present. Who's you logged into? Yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks, guys. Oh, it's that time, isn't it? Let's do it. All right. Rocco coming in for Rocco Colaco as we play Cover Story next. Oh, hey, guys. It's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm, where my friend Mike Bryant practices. He specializes in personal injury law. And here's the deal. If you're injured in an accident, so very important to have someone like Mike on your side who's going to fight for your rights. I have watched him argue a case before, and I could tell you, first of all, it's fascinating. He knows what he's doing when it comes to presenting a case for recoverable damages, not to mention for pain and suffering and for emotional distress. If you or someone you care about, God forbid, is ever in a situation like this where you or they are injured, you got to remember the name of a good personal injury attorney. For me, that's Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant. Make sure you don't sign anything before you talk to an attorney and then set up a free consultation so Mike and his team can identify your damages and calculate how much your case is worth. That is really important. You can find him today at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With the final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. What do you want to do first here, Steve? It's the the final stretch. I got a cool Springsteen story. Springsteen story. Okay, so you know, you know when you're on Instagram and things just pop up, they populate. I don't know why I was this. Um, I think it was Graham Norton's show. Yes. And he's interviewing Springsteen. I have no idea when this was, but I think it was posted like five days ago or something. And it's just the coolest story about his encounter with a fan at a movie theater. You want to hear it? I'd love to. Here it goes. Cinema by myself on an off night from the tour in St. Louis watching Woody Allen's Stardust Memories, during which Woody Allen is not necessarily so kind to his fans in the film. So I had met a kid in the lobby who was there with his girlfriend and said, do you want to sit with us? So I said, okay. (laughs) And we watched the movie. And he says, is that how you feel about your fans? So I said, well, not so much, right? He says, I'm going to go home now. Will you come home and meet my parents? (laughs) I said, Okay. And so well, I went somewhere in St. Louis with this kid, and we walked in the door, and it's about 11 o'clock at night. And he says, Mom, Mom, I have Bruce Springsteen with me. And she goes, Who? And he runs in his bedroom and comes out with the album and shows her the album cover. She says, Bruce Springsteen. And of course, then she goes, Oh my God. Let me make him some eggs. <laughs> I was sitting in a little house in St. Louis having some eggs with this kid and his mom. And uh, I saw them for decades after that, every time we came to town. Oh, that's really sweet. I know. I love that. I love the... Okay. Uh, he seems like the last person that would be like, sure, I'll go to your house. Yeah. Like, what? 
That's pretty cool. That's a great story. Good kudos to the person too for saying, "Hey, you want to sit with us? Hey, yeah. you want to come home? Right. I'm going home. Why don't you, you come home and meet my, my parents? Yeah. Oh my god, that's very cool. I love that. Anyway, um, that's my uh, favorite story of the day. Let's call Brianna, Chef Brian, and find out what the soup du jour is. How about that? Okay. Well, wait. Hold on a second, guys. All right. Sorry. I'm having an issue. I didn't know you were going to go so soon. I'm sorry. So Donna. soon. Hold on. Mike. I got it too if you need. All right, Mike, hit it. You do it. Come down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it's not the cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it can't be. If you're hungry, soup is soup. So down to the surface. Say it's it is big. Soup of the day. Do, do, do. Oh, very fun vamping, Donna. Doobie, thank you. You're welcome. I don't know if I should eat anything today or just wait for the first class meal. Rude. I'm just saying. That's, that is, that is tough. Number cafeteria, please leave a message. No, hang please. up. No, man, come messages. on, man. Being a freaking idiot. Wait. Not Brian. What time you got to get out of here today? What? Why are you asking? Because I wanted to pal around a little bit. I'll go down to the cafeteria. Okay. And then are you going to walk out the door? Mm, well, no, I've got some podcasting duties okay. to handle first. So we'll do some soup. What's going on? I just want to be your friend. But I've told you about that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you lie. We, you know, Could you imagine I how crappy be... your show would be if I weren't here? What a disaster that would be. <laughs> uh, with wrong. all due respect to all of our wonderful co-hosts who sit in in Donna's absence, now we know what she's thinking. It just wouldn't be as, you know. Well, we both good. treat our um, co, our fill-ins nicer, you know, because we're very appreciative that they're coming in. Whereas that's you know, correct, you know, and we're very appreciative of their time. So we, we pull some punches there. Whereas it's gloves off when it's you and me, sister. Right. Like there are things you say during the commercial break. I'm like, would you ever say that to Kelly Hansen? I think not. Although I know you treat Mapalantra in a similarly that verbally abusive way that you do <laughs> me. I saw it this morning. Maybe Matt it's a gender thing, out. you know, like when I work with Elizabeth or Kelly, I'm like, well, you know. A dignified woman is here. That's right. Where Matt. One, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> thirsty Maddie coming in. And for me with you, I I I look, one look at that mustache, I'm like, she can take it. <laughs> She's one of the boys. <laughs> one of the boys. I get it. I get it. I look at those ugly shoes and go, he probably doesn't make as much money as he wants us all to believe. Are you talking about this shoe right here that I got at Target? Yep. For probably twenty four ninety nine. Not bad. Thanks, Donna. Not bad. I'm also wearing a Target shirt, which is pretty sweet. That's great. You know, I never buy very much at Target in the way of clothing. And I don't know why. On September 18th. Oh, wow. Oh, hey, wow. hey, wow. what's happening there? I don't know what oh, that was. Are I got it. boring you? <laughs> sorry. Jeez. I, listen, I'm sorry. I was trying to pull up something that would help 
um, that would be information I could get to Mike because I did not set him up for success in something that I was requesting. So I was trying to find that, and it did feel like you were about to go into... No, no, tell me your story. Was I telling a story? That you never buy clothes at Target. Yeah, I just never think to. I just never think. I usually go into Target for household stuff, you know, that type of thing. All right, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey, you know what? Actually, we are going to say goodbye just a little bit early because this final uh, minute of our show today, we're going to play one more time for those of you who missed it. Um, a song that was recorded and then released on Instagram yesterday as a tribute to Matthew Perry, who passed away at the age of 54 over the weekend. Um, Bradley and Don, they'll be in more adventures and looking back on his life. But we leave For you sure. now with Stillman remembering Matthew Perry. So no one told you life was gonna be this way Your job's a joke, you broke you love life's DOA It's like you're always stuck in second gear When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year But Rocco for MNFatLoss.com. Yeah, I weighed in this morning. You know, I started the MNFatLoss.com program about seven months ago. Uh, I was in the high 190s. I weighed in this morning, still low 170s. I'm down still about 25 pounds because of all the things I learned on the MNFatLoss.com program, a program where I lost uh, all that weight, 25, 30 pounds, in just about two months. Other people have, too. I'm looking at a list of uh, listener endorsements. Let's talk about Catherine. She said, I'd highly recommend MN Fat Loss. I've tried many things over the years and mostly failed. If you follow this, it works, all caps. Clinicians are responsive to questions, and there are many resources to help along the way. Thanks, Catherine. I'm excited for your success. Uh, I hope other people out there are going to go find success with MNFatLoss.com, too. It all starts with a free consultation. You can even do it over the phone. You don't have to take a day off of work. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. Go to MNFatLoss.com.